Welcome to Padmuchun, Armenian History Podcast. Pariyagak Padmuchun, Hayots Padmuchiana Podcast. Hello and welcome. Pariyagak to Padmuchun, Armenian <laughs> History Podcast. <laughs> I am Peter Hajinian. I'm Father Tarios Barserian. And uh, I'm really excited about our podcast today. Oh, me too. The Armenian Alphabet. Yes, in- interesting uh, topic. Aipupen, as we say, uh, as we say in Armenian, right? Yes, Aipupen. Yes, this will be uh, interesting. Uh, I get to tell you all about Armenian school growing up and my difficulties with the Armenian alphabet. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Armenian language is easy. <laughs> Armenian words are easy. <laughs> um, but we get to talk about the. Uh, People behind the creation of Armenian alphabet and story and all of that and yeah. reasons. So there is a lot to cover. There's Let's get to, to cover. it. Let's get to it. Okay, so let's do some brass tacks. Okay. So the Armenian... I don't know what that means, but let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> let's, do it. <laughs> let's just do some stats. The Armenian alphabet, it's an alphabet of 38 letters. It's created by Mesro. Oh, it's actually 36. 36. Originally. Originally. It was 36 was created by Mesro Mashtots in 405 AD. It's it's interesting. You say 36, 38, 30. You know, if if you want to, uh, if you ask something, uh, you know, how many Armenian letters there are yeah. uh, to Armenians, it depends who you ask. <laughs> if, you ask if you ask Armenian from here, they'll say, oh, there is 30 some letters. If you ask somebody from Armenia, they'll say, oh, 30 something. Yeah. It it's just depends who you ask. Well, I, I think we should just cover this right off the bat because there were 36. 36 letters. And then they yeah. added two. They added an O and mm-hmm. they added Fe. And they yeah. added Fe because they needed an F for football. Yes. Right? So that, they, that were, was they, were, the, they were watching. <laughs> they, that's football. what they were watching. So. <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't. How do you say football? They say, oh, we need fu for we need football. A fu. We need a fu. Football. <laughs> and somebody said, hey, fu. <laughs> and the, and, and they, that's how Armenians invented football. And that's how the Armenians invented football. <laughs> football. <laughs> uh. All right, let's get serious. Okay. <laughs> so. Um, in the beginning of fifth century, that's when yeah. uh, you know four or five is uh, kind of more more or less common date uh, accepted year accepted uh, in scholarship for for uh, creation of Armenian Armenian alphabet. And it was created created by uh, by Mestro Mashtots. Mestro Mashtots, yes, who the was, man uh, of letters. Yeah, who was uh, who was a monk himself. Yeah, he was a monk. He was a celibate celibate priest. A high surp. A high soup, yeah. High soup. He was a he was a high soup, but not all his life. He was a he was a military servant in a palace first. Ah, in king's palace for most of his life, I believe, um, for for a long time at least, and then uh, and then the, and then he decided to leave all of that and to go on to become a monk, celibate monk, hmm. celibate priest, and to lead that type of life. And he was sent to southern parts of Armenia to uh, Gortan, and it's important to notice, you know, there is context about all of this too. Hmm. In, in Gortan, there were still some remnants of paganism, uh-huh. and he was trying to preach, and he, was run, he would run into these difficulties with people, 
People couldn't understand, you know, the Bible, couldn't understand the service, the liturgy, and that's why it was difficult for him to, uh, to explain anything about ah. faith, about Christianity. And that's where he started thinking about, well, we need our own letters in order to be, to be able to explain what, what Bible is or what, what Christianity is to these people. Okay. Because the Armenians had, I mean, the language is ancient. The language right. goes way further back. But, uh, you know, in all the coins, they were using Greek. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it says doesn't say Tigran the Great in Armenia. It says Basilios Tigranes, mm-hmm. uh, you know, which is the Greek for Tigran, King Tigran. Uh, they would also use Aramaic in some places on boundary stones. This mm-hmm. is one of the ways you knew you were approaching a new kingdom is there would be a rock with, you know, Armenia written on it. And that would be in Aramaic, which was mm-hmm. the language of Jesus, kind of the... The Semitic language of, of the people, uh, you know. Uh, that region, right. Yeah. Um, they were using Assyrian too of that, of that, using, that time. Yeah. In like official documents, they were using all these other languages because people ask, you know, how can we not have an alphabet, you know, even though we were speaking Armenian? And, and a lot of it was because, you know, there was, you have, it's like how much stuff is in English today. Yeah. Even if the country doesn't speak English, it's just the lingua franca. It's just the way things go. There was a great need. There was to, a great need to uh, to create the Armenian alphabet, both for uh, for Christianity, for the church, for uh, to translate the Bible, but also for our own identity. I yeah. think it was. Metro uh, Marstot, somebody said, uh, uh, was able to. Uh, Without any wars, without any army, he was able to conquer and to do more for Armenian, Armenian nation, for Armenian identity than any king was able wow. to do with all their army. With all, because he gave us something unique. Yeah, yeah. You know? And it is unique. It doesn't look like anything else, except for maybe a little bit like Georgian, which he also had a hand in creating, yeah. Well, I think it, it, I didn't realize this unless until I moved to Minnesota, and when I saw more Ethiopian letters. Yes, Amharic. I, yes, yes. Oh, they were very close. I very see the, close. The, First the time I saw it, I thought I was looking at it. And I thought, this can't be an Is Armenian. Is that an Armenian guy. restaurant? <laughs> look like an Armenian. <laughs> but those letters look so close to you know. And then and then I thought, boy, I got to brush up on my Armenian because I have no idea what, <laughs> what that, that is. <laughs> so, but even though I mean. It, it, there are a lot of similarities in different alphabets and all of that, uh, and, it's, and it's, it's common, it's not that. But the, the fact that we had our own alphabet yeah. was important for Armenians, important for our identity, important yeah. for, for who we are, and, and for, for later we'll be created because of our own, you know, be able to speak our language and to write in that language. Yeah. If you look at... Some of the nations today who do not have their own land. There are Yazidis, you know, in Iraq, in Armenia too, and some. There are Assyrians here or there. One of the reasons they were able to survive until now, until today, is because they have their, their unique ways of expressing their identity, which is kind of very, very often introduced uh, in showcase, very often in their language and writing. Yeah. They're able to write, to speak, and to write. In their in their language, that's an important factor. But let's go back to uh, understanding what uh, what happened. So Mestro Mashtots, he was a monk, mm-hmm. and then the 
the Catholicos was Sahagbartev. Mm-hmm. And he comes and they decide and to create the Armenian alphabet and Mestro Mastod is is sent to different parts of the world. Yeah. Right? To uh, to go and to do research. Very, to, very smart. I mean all, all of that all of that generation of Armenian thinkers and writers, it was not like, let me just do this. Yeah. You know, it was let me go do some research, spend some time, you know, get to know You're not Armenian, get to know not Armenian way to do things. <laughs> no, it's not an Armenian way to do things. <laughs> Armenian says, what are you trying to do in alphabet? Give me that. Give me that. There you go. There you go. I know how to do it. <laughs> I know how to do that. So he, so he goes and, and, you know, it's, there's divine inspiration here. Mm-hmm creating the 36 letters. I did not know this. I did not know that, that every letter of the alphabet has a name. Yeah. Besides just Ipe, the first letter. The Ipe stands for Asfats, mm-hmm. which means God. And the last letter, K, before the O and Fe. Before K, the O and Fe. Is, is for Christos. And that's the K in Christos. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah, every letter has a, has a name. Ipe, Pen, Kim, those are just... Way we uh, shorten versions of the way where we pronounce the letters. Yeah. But in in reality, they all had names, and so like Alpha and Omega in Greek alphabet, uh-huh. in, in Armenian alphabet, similarly, um, uh, is Astvas, which means God, uh-huh. and the last letter is K, which mean which name for it is Christos. So it starts with the letter with with Astvas, with God, it ends with with Christos. So I'm Alpha and Omega, kind of. Yeah. Parallels between Greek alphabet and and, uh, and Armenian alphabet. Well, if you think of just the first three letters of the Armenian alphabet, I pen kim, mm-hmm. the sounds a, b, k, which could be a c. I mean, you know, you can start to see how it m- mimics, right? You know, alphabets. The standard. They went out and figured out what the standard alphabets were, and then created that for the Armenians. Yeah. My favorite letter is J. J? J. Why is it? My favorite letter is J because when we would learn Armenian, we you know it, we'd go through the alphabet, and then we'd learn words. So I like it. I like it one because of the the design of it. It's kind of like a triangle with one of the sides is is arched. So it's got this very interesting kind of uh, look to it. I think. But also because we'd learn all these words like Jaharag <laughs> and Jagad <laughs> and Janj. And it was very like emphatic, like, all right, here we go. This is it. You know, Jagad, it's my forehead. You know, and how do you say wide again? Wide? Wide. Like, Jag, jag, line Jagad? Line? Yeah, yeah line, line, line Jagad. Yeah. Line Jagad. That was line a, Jagad, line uh, that was like wide a, forehead. <laughs> that was a sentence in, in our, I don't know why. And then Jaharag, spinning wheel. Wow, those are different words, difficult words. We learned, well, I know, but it was Western Armenian. You, you and I have talked about this, like, Shoke Nav, Ikhna Sharj, Herade Seal, Herade Sign. We learned all the ancient words. For ancient things. words. <laughs> so we had to spe, you know, spell all that stuff out. But what's the name for J? What's the full name for J? Jartar, uh, Jartar I believe something like that. So the, all these names, they come. Sometimes they make a sentence or phrase, or just they stand alone as a, as a, as a name. I think Jartar or Jartar something like that, is for job. And what does that mean? It means architect. Oh, that's interesting. And that's interesting to think of that shape too of that that yeah. letter. 
It should yeah, have been I believe so. I have to check. It should have been Jaharag. It should have been Jaharag. Do you have a favorite letter? Uh, I, I actually like uh, A, letter A, yeah. and, and M, letter M, uh-huh. uh, because my uh, name before I was ordained was Mikhail. Uh-huh. So I really love that letter. I love the writing that letter. And <laughs> I lo- I, the Ma is a nice letter to the handwritten capital Ma that you yeah. learn as a child. It has that kind of curvy top and then that, the sort of the umbrella uh, handle swooping up to yeah. it. It's kind of a funny it's, looking it's, umbrella. It's, they are beautiful, beautiful letters, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, he was able to create an, an, all these 36 letters. They express fully all the, uh, the Armenian language. Yeah. Uh, and he was able to, uh, to do this. It was created outside of Armenia, the, the alphabet. Uh, he, was, uh, he, uh, he had this vision, we believe, according to tradition, that it was given to him. Uh, whether you choose to believe in that, he was that, he, you know, uh, there was divine intervention or not. But one thing is a fact that Armenian alphabet was created in just 50 years. You know, in just in just few decades they were able to put it together. Let's say the, the most number, 50 years, let's say. Yeah. The Greek alphabet, it took centuries for them to create an alphabet. Other alphabets, they took centuries for them. So whether or not you want to believe, but there was something really inspiring yeah. uh, you know, to, to, to create this, this alphabet in a short period, of, short period of time, in a few decades only, to come up with all these, all these letters. And then when they created the... Uh, the alphabet on the way back, they translate the first sentence uh, into Armenian. Proverbs. Our yeah, from the book of Proverbs, uh-huh. right? Uh, chapter verse, chapter 1, verse 2. What is it? Yeah, for Three. gaining wisdom and instruction, for understanding words of insight. Yeah. So talking about the sounds, and you said it came together really quickly. If you think about, um, like, let's talk about the, the consonants, some of the consonants. So, ch... There, there is almost like a, there's a ka for the very tip of your tongue, ka. Mm-hmm. There's a ka for like more of the full mouth, ka. Mm-hmm. And there's a ka for more down in your throat, ka. There's this wider range of sounds. Each, each letter gets a, you know, a, a really unique and specific range of sounds that it's almost musical. Right. More so than just, we need a ka. Because that's what, you know, Armin would usually say. What do you need? A ka? Here you go. There it is. Ka. I got you figured out. You but, know? but again, it depends who you, it, it's going back to who you, who you are. Right, who you talk to. <laughs> who you are. I, I, I grew up learning Eastern Armenian. So yeah. for, for, there is uh, G, Abba G, I Ben uh-huh. Kim. And there is Ka, you know. And uh-huh. there is Ka. Yeah. All these, there are, there are different ways of pronouncing very close kind of sound, and, yeah. Uh, but but uh, talking about differences between Eastern, Western, Western Armenian, even the the way we pronounce the alphabet, the letters is different too. You yeah, know? it's I pen pa pen ki yeah. ka na ben gim. <laughs> <laughs> but but it makes when I started learning Eastern a little bit, and I started learning the difference of the sounds of the letters suddenly Armenian spelling made more sense. Mm-hmm. Because when I was growing up, I, I, uh, I had all the uh, pararans, which are the dictionaries, 
My grandma gave me her uh, brother's parans. And she would call me every now and then. She still does this and says, you know, Peter, I have a question. Is this word Armenian or is it Turkish? And then she <laughs> says it to me and I write it down. But because, you know, uh, I learned Western, there's two R's. Mm-hmm. I don't know the difference. Well, I know one of them you're supposed to roll. I can't roll my R. You know, there's two T's. There's two, there's a lot of doubling up of sounds. So I have to go through the dictionary. I write it out in every different way it could possibly be. And then I look it up in the dictionary and try and say, nope, that's not how you spell it. Nope, that's not how you spell it. Nope, that's... And after I go through about eight or nine different versions of the word, I say, oh, it must be Turkish. I can't find it, it must in be here. Tur- <laughs> yeah. And, I, I, and so I would ask my teachers, I'd say, how would I know how to spell this? And they say, you just have to learn how to spell the word. You just have word. to know it. You just have to learn. But when I was learning Eastern from Yeritskin, she was explaining, no, here's the sounds. And here's now, the letter. <laughs> here's the letters. Listen with your ear. Yeah. Well, it's just interesting, I think, differences between, uh, you know, Western pronunciation and, and, and Eastern pronunciation. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, but, uh, but it's still the same language, still the same. The, the, the alphabet doesn't change the way we pronounce it. That's, that's what yeah. we're But after the, um, let's talk about what happened after that. Right. You know. Because it, 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 that, the 405 marks the, the birth of the golden age of Armenian literature. Right. Fifth century, the sixth century. century. You know, all the literature that was created. Yeah. And it's true. You know, you think, uh, you were talking before about identity and, uh, you know, a sword a soldier's going to use and, you know... Uh, Science equipment a scientist scientist is going to use, but an alphabet anybody's going to use, right. and anybody can use it. And uh, even if it was during that time, just the monks that were writing, there's beautiful stuff happening. Right. There were many writers. I mean, they created schools first of all. Yeah. To teach Armenian language, and, and that's the genius of uh, Saint Mestro Mastros and Sag Bartev. They they put together some schools in different parts of Armenia. They they gathered a lot of students. Uh, to teach them how to write in, in Armenian. And they, this gave birth to this wonderful generation of writers. Uh-huh. I mean, Movses Horenazi, we uh-huh. have, who was a student of Master of Mashtots. We have uh, all these, uh, you know, writers and historians and philosophers and the huge uh, literature of uh, translations that were done during that time. Philosophers and theologians. Yeah. You know, some of the uh, writings of church fathers... For example, Irenaeus of Le- Leon. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of his writings are kept only in Armenian ah. because they were early translations. The originals are gone, they're not found. But 1904, they found the, the earliest version of one of his writings. Uh, it was something called against the... Uh, uh, demonstration. Yeah, the demonstration apostolic of apostolic preaching. preaching. Yeah. Uh, that writing was found uh, only in Armenian. Yeah. And that's the earliest kind of writing of, uh, of that. So they created this wonderful heritage, yeah. you know, 5th century or 6th century, golden age, when we never had anything like that after that. I, th- I think, I have a theory that as scholarship increases and improves, right now all the, most of the manuscripts that are in Armenian, that are the ancient manuscripts, are at the Matanadaran mm-hmm. Institute in, in Yerevan, which is, if you're a writer... You need to make a pilgrimage to this place. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. 
But in the West, our understanding of Greek and Roman works comes through the Islamic versions of things. It was the Greek and Roman uh, scientific treaties and uh, the philosophies and the histories and all these things were translated into Arabic mm -hmm. during the Islamic Golden Age, which is actually roughly about the same time as the Armenians. Little, the, actually, the Islamic Golden Age came later. Came later, yeah. But it translated there, and then a lot of the West kind of fell apart. And then when the Renaissance happened in the West, they were translating these things out of you know Spain, more Spain, Ibn Khaldun and, right. and different people. They were translating it back into Western languages. Right. Well, in the Armenian archives, and in Armenian, you have a second version. You have another sort of path back to all these ancient Greek and Roman works. Mm -hmm. You know, you have another, you have a way to compare and contrast what we got through Islamic Spain with what, you know, went through Armenia. Right. And, and they're just, we haven't done a lot of the research, we haven't done a lot of the translation to do that, to be able to do that comparing and contrasting, but I think the Armenians, this golden age of Armenian history and literature and what was translated will become more and more important as more work and more research gets done on this. Right. And we'll see, these, we'll see what, what a golden, golden treasure trove it really is. Important, I think, to note that, that um, we have this heritage, and, uh, and it was created, right, this, the creation of alphabet gave birth to, uh, to all this heritage that we have. I would describe the Armenian letters as, as arches. Mm -hmm. It's a very arch, arch languages, you know. It looks, it looks very sturdy. It could stand up in an earthquake. Yeah. Um, and when you learn Armenian, you learn the handwritten. And then when you start seeing it typed up, everything, you start going, wait a second, this, this looks a little different. But uh, going, looking at illuminated manuscripts and looking at some of the, even the, the Himayil and the, and the priest writing, you know, there's a number of different scripts. You right. have, you have uh, Turchunakir, which is the illuminated manuscript. It's the bird letters. Right, they look like bird letters. They look like bird, bird letters. letters. Beautiful. Beautiful. You have the Bolagir, which is a little bit more tighter, more compact. Mm -hmm. and you could tell that was written with a quill. Right. Um, what else? Would there is Yerkatagir also, kind of iron letters or... A yeah. But it, it, I think they use them in different times too, mm -hmm. you know, different timeline. And, and, and you, we have to keep in mind it was not easy to produce a book at that time, to produce a manuscript. In, in, somebody had to sponsor that, somebody had to write that. And, but if you look at the, and if you go to Matanadara and you look at the manuscripts, and by the way, the Hill Museum here in Minnesota, even St. John, John's University, uh, a Hill Manuscript Museum and Library, they digitize some of the manuscripts, uh, Armenian manuscripts. Uh -huh. And if you, when, you, when you look at these manuscripts, I mean, they're just gorgeous and beautiful. And Armenian iconography actually developed in Armenian manuscripts as well. Yeah. Not in the, in the church, on the church walls, like in a Greek Orthodox church, or enough, uh -huh. there is nothing, it's just difference. I'm not pointing out any right or wrong, but uh, that there is the Armenian iconography most of the icons that we have, Armenian real theological icons, that we consider them icons, uh, it was developed mostly in Armenian manuscripts. Yeah. Um, so they are beautiful, you know, uh, 
um, you know, nativity icons or uh -huh. presentation of the Lord to the temple. All, all of this was uh, produced in Armenian uh, manuscripts. Unfortunately, about 60 or 70 percent of manuscripts were lost during the Armenian genocide. Yeah, yeah. You know, we have only small portion now. Right. Of uh, of all, all Armenian manuscripts that um, that we had. It's interesting to note about Master of Mashtots, there was a biography, biography about him, right? Goryun yeah. wrote about, his student, Goryun, yeah. wrote about Master of Mashtots. There was a book about him, right? It's called The Life of Master of Mashtots. Uh -huh. That's how we learn about him. But actually, but actually, we don't learn a lot about his life, <laughs> where he was born. And I, I think he was born in Tarun uh, Gavar, I believe. Uh, uh, but not a, not, not a lot about his Life, and yeah, you, uh, but we know that he was not a any he was not from any noble family of that time. Uh, he was just a uh, regular monk. Hmm. But he describes his funeral. He says when he died, all the all the ministers, all the nacharars, all the governors, and everybody came for his uh, for his funeral because he was so. Important. He was like a living legend for, for that. Imagine you have the creator of Armenian alphabet living at yeah, <laughs> at yeah. that time. Uh, so they buried him in Oshagan, mm -hmm. uh, which is a village uh, in Armenia. And, uh, uh, and on the way to Oshagan, there is a hill kind of, and we have probably you have seen this when, when they have huge monument, monument uh -huh. of Armenian letters yeah. on, that, on that hill. Uh, and people go and visit his his grave. I believe in that. In that, in, in, there was a church there in Oshagan, so he was, he was buried buried there. Mesrop uh, Mesrop It's amazing to go and to visit his. You know, this yeah. is the man who created Armenian alphabet. Yeah. Let's talk about these similarities between a uh, uh, periodic. Do you call it periodic of table or? Yeah, the periodic table. The the. Chemical and, uh, yeah, the periodic table. Yeah, it's interesting that uh, all these similarities, right, uh, with the period, chemical periodic table right. of Mendeleev. So, so the word gold in Armenian is Volsky. Volsky, yeah. Volsky. And if you add up, the Vol is the 24th letter. Mm -hmm. S is the 29th. Mm -hmm. uh, G is the 15th. Mm -hmm. And E is the 11th. And if you add those up, they add up to 79, which is the, the atomic number of gold. On the, on the table, period. On the periodic table, Of yes. Mendeleev. <laughs> this, this, seems like a party, this seems like a party trick a little bit. <laughs> this is a both, both game. <laughs> and what is interesting, I mean, this word silver is the same too. Because originally it was art and not yeah. artsat as we use today for Armenian yeah. word for silver, but because at is a uh, is, is 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 kind of addition at the end, which is not a, a part of a main word. Uh, and if you add all these numbers for art, it's uh, one thirty two and fourteen. They add to forty seven, which is uh, boom, boom. That's the, the that's the, the periodic number of silver. Silver, and then there are <laughs> other ones, and including iron and others. Uh, who, who interesting dis who is, discovered this? How did this? How is this figured out? Uh, I don't. I don't know. I was a, I was able to find this. Uh, I think it was WikiLeaks. <laughs> 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 they broke the story. 
Uh, no, there was, I think, some, some just uh, scholarship done. Not too much on this. But one thing to notice is that all these words they, they, that they match with the period, chemical periodic table, those are all the uh, uh, gold, silver, and all of this iron. They were known metals of that uh, time, kind okay. of. Okay. They didn't have the entire, but those are the known uh, of that time. Those are used items, used metals of that of the time of Saint Mestro Interesting. So they had all these metals at that yeah. time. I don't. I don't know. It's just I think it was interesting to bring this up, and hopefully we'll be able to illustrate that uh, on our uh, Facebook page yeah. or, or or website that people will be able uh, to see that there's this interesting factor to Armenian alphabet uh, as well. Uh, yeah. What is the meaning of all of this, Peter? Well, you, or mean alphabet? What do you? Why? Why is it important for you? Well, it's just face value is a distinct look, mm -hmm. and it's very unique to us. So, anytime you're in the world and you see, you know, those shopping bags that have all "thank you" in different languages, mm -hmm. you can immediately pick out if they use Armenian because the letters look so unique. You know, it doesn't look like anything else. Yeah. Except for maybe uh, East African, some, some kind of seconds. <laughs> but it's a distinct look, but it, it also gave us a very distinct culture. Mm -hmm. And it gave us a, a, a rich, uh, rich literary culture and a rich, um, you know, uh, what's more cultural than books, right? Right. Gave us our, our identity, it strengthened our, strengthened our Christian identity, uh, you know, that we were able to read people at that time they were able to read the, the gospel in their own language yeah. in Armenian. And when they go to church, to be able to understand the service. Yeah. You know, and something has to be said about, <laughs> about today's <laughs> service when people go to, you know, back then, St. Mestre was far <laughs> advanced then. <laughs> you know, he thought people should be able to understand that, <laughs> understand the service. Uh, but... but. Uh, but now we keep, <laughs> actually, he, he, he created and he gave us the language, but we just stuck there. Yeah, we didn't. We didn't. <laughs> oh, be like this. We don't wanna... Because it's, it's karapa, right? It literally it means part. the written, the written yeah. word. Yeah, so we, we use the, the language, the classical Armenian old language today in the, in the church. And I think uh, we have to uh, kind of uh, think the way Mestro Mastos thought that People need to be able to understand and comprehend, you know, what they read, what they see, what they experience, their faith. And uh, I think uh, there is nothing more important for our identity than our, our, our language and being able to write in that, in that language, write and read in that language. This, I think, covers our uh, uh, podcast today for our mini alphabet. Hope you enjoyed it and let us know. If you, if you have any questions or suggestions. Yeah. Right? And let us know what your favorite Armenian letter is. Thanks for listening. Please like and subscribe.